Today is May 9th, which happens to be Victory Day in Russia. But after 440 days at war, what does or would victory look like for either side? Joining us to discuss the latest on the war between Russia and Ukraine is Andrew Rasoulis, fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute and an expert in Eastern European affairs. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning, Sue and Andrew. Well, let's, uh, let's break down this special day on the calendar in Russia known as Victory Day. How is it being marked this year? I guess we could start up, up by saying how is it normally marked and what does it look like this year? Yeah, so it's scaled back uh, significantly. Traditionally, in, in the Russian calendar, this is the biggest, uh, most solemn celebration of, uh, of the year. It marks the end of uh, the Soviet Union's victory against uh, Nazi Germany. Uh, in, in coalition with the Western allies, um, and they understand that. But the point is they highlight the, the Soviet contribution and uh, all the people who died. Now, and it's usually a massive military parade, and it's marked with tanks and all that stuff. So this year, there's a quintessential difference. There's one tank. It's a T-34 tank from World War II. So again, it marks the symbolism of World War II, but there's no tanks other than that because one can only assume they're all being used or being marshaled to be used in the war in Ukraine. So a significant difference. Plus, there was a few foreign leaders, mostly uh, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Armenia, from uh, the former Soviet Union in the southeast space, and that was it. Would that not cause a whole lot of embarrassment in Russia and for Vladimir Putin? I think, yes, in a certain way, but I think they've already come to terms with that. Uh, there's been a lot of embarrassments in the last year. And I think the Russians are now facing up to the fact that it's a, it's a sort of a new world order shaping out of all this. Uh, and, and they've given up, the Russians have given up on integrating with the West. And so they've kind of sort of said, okay, you know, we're, we're not going to integrate with you. We, we don't care what you think. And they're forming this alternate coalition, you know, with China as a partner, uh, and, and India out there, and the stands. The people in the southeastern part of the former Soviet Union, they remain very important economic linkages for Russia. So, yeah, it's embarrassing, but they I guess the question is embarrassing, but they've gotten over it. Wow. Okay, if you can break down where we're at right now, Andrew, when it comes to the uh, conflict. Has, have we seen an escalation, or could we today, because it is Victory Day, and, and Russia might decide to mark it in a different way than the pomp and circumstance of, of a parade and a gathering? Yeah, so today, uh, they, Russians did launch, because we're already, you know, well into their day. Um, they did launch, uh, a number of missile strikes against Kyiv, and, uh, they were basically mostly all shot down. There were, uh, no, no casualties, uh, and just some buildings damaged. Now, and the Euro- European Union president, uh, van der Leyen is, is actually visiting Kyiv today, having a bilateral meeting with Zelensky. Uh, so this was a sort of a, just a demonstration. But really, the emphasis now is going to be on when will Ukraine launch the anticipated spring offensive. And everyone's waiting for that. The Ukrainians will obviously choose their time and their location for that. But that is the, really the next step coming. And everyone's waiting for that. Andrew, Vladimir Putin is saying that, you know, he is his country uh, of Russia is the one that's actually under attack with war being declared by the West. Is this just another, you know, sort of attempt for him to keep his people in Russia in line under, you know, the, the BS that he's been feeding them? Well, it's part of the narrative that that's how they that's how Putin views the, the, the war, that this is now 
it started out as a, as a as a regime change war against Ukraine, but now that the West has has come in full bore to support Ukraine, from Putin's perspective and the message he's giving, and he repeated it today in his Victory Day speech, uh, uh, is that this is now a war against the West. Ukraine is a proxy, and it's the puppet regime of Zelensky and Kiev and so on. So. Yeah, this is Russians fighting the West, but physically fighting Ukraine. But you know, in terms of ammunition, economy, it's the West, and this is like this is like an equivalent for Putin, an existential threat. He said that in in his statement today, an existential threat that the West is posing to Russia. Russia is once again under threat by foreign invaders, meaning the West. That's the message. You did mention, Andrew, the fresh missile attacks coming today on Victory Day in Russia. We've heard a lot, and I think we've discussed it with you, the Ukraine offensive planned in the spring. Where are we with that? Is, is it in full swing yet, or are we expecting it to, to launch soon? Well, we're in, in terms of actually the, what, what you'll be able to see with, you know, armored units moving in and, and you know, flashbang and all that sort of thing, that has not yet happened. The Ukrainians are preparing the ground for that. The fact that there have been uh, things like uh, drone attacks against Russian fuel storage sites in Crimea, uh, two Russian trail derailments inside Russia proper, um, that suggests that the Ukrainians have begun what we would call the preparatory uh, element of the op- of the offensive operation. So they're laying the groundwork. They're kind of knocking the Russians off balance a bit. They're actually probing or weak spots on the Russian line. That's what's happening today. And the main offense that will be launched could be tomorrow. It could be a month from now. It will be when the Ukrainian commanders feel that they have achieved the optimum time to, to make the greatest penetration against the Russian defensive line. When one has to remember now, the Russians are in a very strong defensive position. Up until now, the, the Ukrainians have not fought a, what we call a deliberate Russian defense. The Russians have done, conducted what's called hasty defenses, and they haven't gone that well. But now they've had time to dig in. And so we're into a different phase of the war. This is a head-to-head, like a, like a, a full-bore attack against a full-bore defense. So this is both sides doing absolutely the best that both sides can do. Victory Day, that's what it's called in Russia. Do you see victory for either Russia or Ukraine anytime soon? Not anytime soon. Both sides appear, as I just said, they're, they're both um, going head-to-head. Uh, both are strong. Uh, now, there may be a surprise in the Ukrainian attack and a, and a breakdown of the Russian defense. That's always possible. I cannot predict that. But everything I see in terms of the array of the Ukrainian forces and the array of the Russian defenses forces suggests it's a it's a heavy battle that may move to a some degree operationally. Ukrainians may penetrate. I think the Ukrainians will try to threaten Crimea by pushing southward Kershon. But all indicators suggest the Russians will not back up and go back to the 91 borders. It doesn't appear the Russians will face an imminent strategic defeat. All right. Interesting times. We appreciate your time as always, Andrew. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Glad to be with you. That is Andrew Rasoulis, fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute and an expert in European, Eastern European affairs.